Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. This week's story, Mama Peters' Unmet Expectations, is about a particularly hard day that Mama Peters experienced. As we always do, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, Anna and Jane of Martinez, California, were our winners with their answer of The Lord Bless You and Keep You from the story, Finn Wells Up. Great job! Let's get to this week's story, shall we? Mama Peters' Unmet Expectations It was the first day of baseball and softball practice for Penelope and Pearson. They were so excited. This was their second year of playing youth sports, and they couldn't wait for the upcoming season. Daddy Peters had plans to be an assistant coach for both teams, as he had done last year. He would alternate between their practices, starting at one practice, and dashing to the second practice to finish out the day. Racing between the fields made him appreciate the close proximity of the fields in the sports complex. It only took him about two minutes to walk from one practice to the other. But when game day rolled around, if there was a conflict, he would have to decide whose game to go to based on the needs of the managers. Thankfully, the league was doing all it could to accommodate coaches like Daddy Peters, who were doing their best to juggle the schedules. The first day of practice began serenely with an early wake-up call and breakfast. Over the years, Mama Peters had been doing her best to delegate the chores and teach the children the responsibilities of family life. This morning, it had been Penelope's turn to make breakfast. Mama Peters had a list of the daily menu every week, and upon meandering down to the kitchen, Penelope saw that the meal was to be pancakes and sausage. Good morning, Nellie. How'd you sleep, honey? Mama Peters said, looking up from her Bible reading at the table. I slept well, but I haven't read my Bible yet, so can I just listen to it while I cook? Sure, that'll be fine, but remember, it's always the best habit to wake up and read it in the morning. It's a great way to set the tone for your day. But go ahead and listen to the next few chapters. Mama Peters had started a Bible reading plan with Pearson and Penelope that would take them through the whole Bible in a year. Every day, Mama Peters quizzed them on the reading at breakfast. It had been going along really well, except that it meant the morning time was being pushed back a little bit, which was a hard adjustment for Mama Peters, because she loved a well-ordered day. And a well-ordered day to Mama Peters meant getting an early start on homeschooling but she was forever internally reminding herself that God's word was far more important than being the early bird catching the worm. Penelope began breakfast by measuring out the flour, melting the butter, stirring the lemon juice into the milk, and scooped some tablespoons of baking powder into the bowl and cracked a couple of eggs. After stirring it all together, she poured out circular helpings of batter onto the greased griddle, taking care to make the circles as perfectly round as possible. Though she did so imperfectly, Penelope did her very best to practice 1 Corinthians 10.13. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all things for the glory of God. And since pancakes involved eating, well, the verse seemed to fit. As she continued to smooth the pancake batter with the back of her ladle, her mind was caught up in the Bible reading playing on the device on the counter. That morning's reading was from Leviticus. It was all about different laws, and Penelope was fascinated by it. There were so many different ways that God commanded the Israelites to worship him, and one way was to bring him offerings. In Leviticus, the third book of the Old Testament, 
God described the different types of offerings which were appropriate to bring him. There was a burnt offering, another was a grain offering, yet another was a peace offering. Penelope was most intrigued by the burnt offering. Everyone was to bring an animal, a lamb without blemish, to be offered by the priest for atonement of sin. But a lamb was too expensive to buy for poor people, and not everyone could afford to buy a goat. But God made provisions for poor people. They only had to bring a couple of little tiny birds that could be easily caught, or even a simple goat hair. When a person brought a burnt offering to God, it was an acknowledgement of their sin, as Penelope contemplated on it. She was filled with wonder that God, so loving and filled with mercy, that he would look on his people and make it easy to fulfill his requirement, filled her soul with worship. No matter how poor a person was, they could properly worship God because of the provisions he had made. As she mused, she felt as though she could almost smell the burnt offering. She could practically taste the burned air as the Bible reading continued. A loud voice interrupted her contemplation. Penelope! The pancakes! Penelope snapped too. Oh, no! Penelope, who had been lost in thought, now saw the smoldering pancakes on the griddle. She'd become so preoccupied with thinking about burnt offerings that she had made her own version of a burnt offering. But hers was burnt pancakes, and there was no way the smell was sweet to anyone. She immediately yanked the griddle cord from the wall to stop the heat and furiously began to scrape the burnt pancakes from the griddle. Mama Peters hurried over and grabbed the spatula from Penelope. She scraped the griddle and tossed the blackened pancakes into the sink. After the griddle was cleaned of the mess, Mama Peters looked at Penelope with suppressed aggravation and tried speaking in measured tones. Penelope, what were you doing? Why did you let the pancakes burn? Oh, I'm so sorry, Mama Peters. I I was daydreaming about burnt offerings. Well, thankfully, God offered his son Jesus as a sacrifice once and for all. So these burnt offerings will have to go right into the trash can. I think we're just going to have to have cereal for breakfast now. I'm sorry, Mama Peters. Penelope's apology was earnest. Oh, it's not a huge problem, honey. You didn't mean to. I do hate wasting food, but it just is what it is. Mama Peters put her arm around Penelope. What smells so, so pungent? Daddy Peters was looking for the right word to describe the acrid smell emanating from the kitchen. Oh, I'm sorry, Daddy Peters. I burned the pancakes. I I didn't mean to. Oh, Nellie, it's not a worry. Though we'd better open a window because the smoke will set off the... It was too late. Before Daddy Peters could finish the sentence, the smoke detector in the foyer began its shrill warning throughout the house. Well, great. Now the twins are screaming. Mama Peters was a bit ruffled by all the things she hadn't expected this morning. She raced upstairs to grab the twins while Penelope, ears covered with one arm, grabbed the bowls and began pouring toasted O-shaped cereal. What reeks? Pearson had followed his nose into the kitchen. Why, it's Penelope's science experiment, Pierce. She was trying to figure out how long it would take to burn food before it completely disintegrated. She came pretty close, but apparently decided to give up when Mama Peters didn't agree that it was the best way to make pancakes. Daddy Peters teased. Stink! So no pancakes this morning? Sorry, Pearson, but but I warmed up sausages, Penelope offered, holding out the plate to him. Oh, it's okay. Thanks for the sausages. They're my fave. 
As the family finally sat down to breakfast, and after the prayer had been said, Mama Peters began a serious conversation. Okay, you guys, you have practice tonight for the first time. We have a lot to do between now and then, so I need you guys to be as focused as possible. Good call, Mama Peters. You kids ready for practice? It was apparent that Daddy Peters was just as excited as Pearson and Penelope for the season to start. I can't wait, Pearson exclaimed. Me too, said Penelope. As I was saying, Mama Peters was speaking again. The first thing we need to do is get that griddle all cleaned up. I don't think it sustained any permanent damage, but it will require some elbow grease to clean it up. So, Penelope, that'll be your job. Right after breakfast, you need to get on it, because we need to start school ASAP. The twins need to eat, and then I'll get them dressed. Pearson, can you get started on your math without me? Yes, but aren't we going to do family worship first and Bible quizzing? Pearson queried. Oh, yes, of course, but we will have to do it quickly. I'm already feeling behind. Mama Peters was beginning to sound frazzled. And I hate to dump more work on you, Mama Peters. But do you remember that we need to pick up cleats for Pearson and Penelope? They both outgrew them last year. Daddy Peters was hesitant to broach the subject since the morning was beginning to feel a bit chaotic. And he didn't want to burden Mama Peters. Yep, it's on my list. Mama Peters was trying hard not to betray the pressure she was feeling. I also need to go to the grocery store because I was supposed to go yesterday. But Mrs. Hicks ended up staying longer than I had expected to do our Bible study together. So I wasn't able to go and now we're completely out of milk because it was used in the pancake batter, which ended up in pancakes being tossed down the garbage disposal. Mama Peters let out a long sigh. <sighs> Penelope looked up from scrubbing the griddle. Mama Peters, I, I really am sorry. Penelope, don't worry about it. It's really not a big deal. I know it was an accident. Mama Peters reassured her, though inside she was really trying to remind herself of the same thing, that it was not a big deal. But if anything else were to go wrong today, and it was still only 8 o'clock in the morning, she just might have a meltdown. After rushing through their family worship time, Pearson grabbed his head. Mama Peters, I'm getting a migraine. Some time ago, after Pearson had suffered a debilitating headache, Pearson had gone to the doctor, where he was diagnosed as having a vulnerability to migraines. Thankfully, he had only experienced a few after his doctor visit, and he had grown accustomed to recognizing the symptoms, so he knew immediately when a bad headache was about to hit. His migraines always started in one of his eyes, so as he clutched his left eye, he lay down on the couch to avoid blacking out and called out for Mama Peters. Oh, no! I need to get you your medicine, Pierce. Mama Peters dashed upstairs to the medicine cabinet, and to her dismay, all the medicine was gone. She raced back downstairs. Penelope, where is the medicine? Penelope looked puzzled and ran upstairs to see for herself. But after confirming that the medicine was missing, she opened the bedroom door to where the twins were playing in a pile of magnetic tiles. Where's the medicine? Her tone matched Mama Peters' panic. The twins looked quizzical. Penelope picked up Patience, and Mama Peters came sprinting into the bedroom, grabbing Priscilla. They walked the twins into the bathroom, and pointing at the empty medicine cabinet, Mama Peters asked, Where is the medicine that was in this cabinet? Priscilla giggled. <laughs> but Patience seemed to understand the question, and squirmed free of Penelope's grip. She toddled into the bedroom, and picked up the Little Miss Molly mini backpack, which she had filled with tiny toys, and she handed it to Penelope. Penelope unzipped the pack and immediately was relieved. 
Here it is, Mama Peters. Mama Peters rifled through the medicine bottles, silently thanking the Lord for having found Pearson's medication and expressed gratitude for child-resistant medicine caps. As she bolted back downstairs for the umpteenth time, Mama Peters made a quick mental note to change the location of all medicines to keep them out of the reach of the twins. When she reached Pearson, she handed Pearson his dissolvable migraine tablets, which he quickly popped in his mouth. She sat with him and rubbed his belly, waiting for the medicine to do its work. After some time had elapsed, and Pearson was beginning to feel better, Mama Peters sensed that it was a good time to run her errands, so she grabbed the girls and quietly explained to Pearson that they would leave him in quiet while she went to the grocery store and the sporting goods store. Mama Peters was struggling with all the unexpected events of the morning as she shopped and internally prayed, loading the shopping cart with bananas, milk, eggs, cheese, orange juice, bread, chicken, among a myriad of other items. She found herself lost in the frustrating moments of the day and prayed that Pearson would feel better soon. On her way to the sporting goods store, she was just beginning to turn a mental corner, acknowledging that God had planned the day just as he wanted it. She thought of Psalm 118.24 and was deliberate in her recitation in her head. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. If she were to get through the day, her attitude needed to be changed. It helped that she was blasting a raucous version of the hymn, Wonderful Grace of Jesus, on the radio. She just loved the chorus. Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus, deeper than the mighty rolling sea, higher than the mountains, sparkling like a fountain, all-sufficient grace for even me, for even me. The old hymn helped her focus her mind on how marvelous God's grace covered her sins of being impatient and grouchy and of wanting things her way. As she pulled into the parking lot of the sporting goods store and Penelope began unbuckling the twins from their car seats, Mama Peters turned to Penelope. Pen, I've been impatient today. Nothing has gone as I had hoped or planned. I know I shouldn't have expectations, but rather simply plan and let the Lord lead. I should have remembered Proverbs 16.9, the verse I often quote to you kids. The mind of a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I had my day all planned out, but God had a different plan. So would you please forgive me for being impatient and angry? Of course, Mama Peters. Penelope loved Mama Peters and hugged her tightly. Upon entering the store, they located the cleats department, and before too long, Penelope was trying on varied cleats. Her feet had grown far more than anyone realized. The store employee helped by bringing a stack of boxes of cleats of different sizes and brands. Mama Peters began again to feel impatience well up inside of her. She tried to hurry the process along. She pointed to the pair of cleats that Penelope was trying on at that very moment. How about we take those? Don't they fit? Penelope looked at Mama Peters. The shoes felt slightly snug, but Penelope sensed that Mama Peters was getting frazzled again. I suppose they'll work, but maybe I can get a half size bigger? The store employee was only too happy to help and left to get another pair from the stock room. Mama Peters quietly groaned. Uh, and quickly grabbed a pair of cleats off the shelf for Pearson. As they waited for the employee to return with a bigger pair of cleats, Mama Peters suddenly became aware that the twins weren't standing next to her as they had been. She looked behind Penelope, but not seeing them there, she realized she couldn't hear them anywhere. Penelope, where are the twins? Mama Peters nearly yelled. What? Where? What? 
Penelope began calling out their names. Patience! Priscilla! As she darted all over the store, hearing the yelling, ran out from the stockroom and began frantically running through the store up and down the aisles in a great effort to find the twins. Mama Peters was panicked. She ran toward the front of the store, loudly yelling. Other shoppers, having been alerted by Mama Peters' yelling, joined the search for the girls. As Penelope rushed to and fro, all of a sudden, it came to her where to look. There had been gumball machines right outside the store, and on the way into the store, the twins had pointed to them and had wanted to stop for a gumball. Leaving Mama Peters in the store still shouting at the top of her lungs, Penelope bounded outside, and there they were. Patience and Priscilla had pulled the gumball machine over, and the contents were spilled everywhere. The twins didn't seem the least bit thrown by the fact that the gumballs were all over the sidewalk. Indeed not. Instead, they were stuffing the gumballs into their mouths as fast as they could. A relieved Penelope threw open the door and shouted, Mama Peters! I found the twins! Mama Peters and practically the whole store of shoppers ran outside, relieved to find the twins safe and sound, surrounded by gumballs. They looked like chipmunks, but instead of nuts inside their cheeks, they were stuffed with gumballs. Mama Peters offered to pay for the gumballs. Thankfully, the gumball machine had a plastic globe, so it didn't break, but it was loose enough to fall off when the twins pulled it over. The store manager didn't take Mama Peters up on her offer to pay. He explained that he too had kids of his own, so he knew that the girls didn't mean to cause any damage. Mama Peters thanked the manager and apologized profusely for the pandemonium. After returning home, Pearson met them outside, ready to help unload the groceries. It was obvious that he was feeling better. But Mama Peters sat in the front seat, seemingly unable to move. She was dazed from all that had happened. Mama Peters? Pearson's voice was filled with concern. Oh, hi, Pearson. I'm so glad to see you're better. I am feeling so much better, Mama Peters, and I'm so thankful. But what about you? Are you okay? Mama Peters launched into an explanation of all that had happened that morning with tears flowing down her cheeks. And if I hadn't been so frazzled, so focused on how I had felt, who noticed what could have happened to the twins? Penelope comforted Mama Peters. But Mama Peters, remember how you always tell Piers and me that God's plans never have an alternative? What he plans will always come to pass? Mama Peters, remember the verse you taught Pearson and me? You know that one that says not to let our imaginations go wild or something? Penelope stopped, trying her best to remember the reference of the verse. Oh, Pen, how right you are. Thank you for that sweet reminder. That verse you mentioned is so good. The second part of that verse is such a good prompt, and we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Instead of giving my thoughts to Christ, I've let them simmer, and I've gotten upset as I've tried to take on all the burdens of the day. Piers, Pen, you have been so patient with me. This day hasn't gone my way at all, but you have reminded me that it's certainly gone God's way. So thank you. Thank you for forgiving me. And Lord, thank you for keeping my precious twins safe. Her voice trailed off. She turned to face the back seat where the twins were sitting buckled in their car seats and still merrily chomping on their gumballs.
Penelope laughed. <laughs> Mama Peters, Piers and I forgive you. And somehow, I think the twins are just fine. Look how they're enjoying their gum. Your day didn't go as you planned it, Mama Peters. But I'm pretty sure that for the twins, this day has gone exactly as they planned it. Though the twins didn't entirely comprehend what Penelope had just said, they giggled and chortled as though they did. <laughs> this is Grandmom's Corner. While I've recorded this week's story, my day has been similar to Mama Peters' day. I needed to finish quickly so I could get it to my daughter to edit. And unfortunately, I had lots of obstacles come up including the neighbor's gardeners, who were using all kinds of loud equipment. I had to stop several times because it was just too loud to record. It was a good opportunity to practice a biblical response to all the annoyances around me. When those kinds of things come up unexpectedly, we are still to give thanks in all circumstances as we're commanded to do in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Do you ever struggle when things don't go your way? I've asked my oldest daughter to tell all of you about a time when things didn't go as planned, when she had to wear braces on her teeth growing up. Listen to what she recorded. When I was a kid, I thought it might be cool to have braces. Sometimes my sister and I would pretend to wear braces by taking a paper clip and straightening it out and putting it on our teeth. When I was 13 and a half, I found out that I needed braces and I was super excited. I went to the orthodontist and he put on all of the hardware, wires, all of the brackets, which was really unusual then because a lot of times kids would get their braces in phases. Part of the brackets on the bottom, part of them on the top, but I got everything. My teeth were sore. They were so sore to even eat a banana was hard. My teeth got used to it and slowly but surely they started to straighten. And every month I would go visit the orthodontist. He would change out the, the hardware or he would give me rubber bands or he would give me a headgear or a neck gear. As I got older, my teeth were starting to straighten, but I was kind of getting sick of the braces. When I was 15 years old, as I went in there, he would start saying, your teeth are looking good, they're looking great, we're gonna get them off soon. And I got really excited. And for whatever reason, I thought that maybe the next time I go, he's gonna take them off. I was so excited. And he checks my teeth and he says, oh, they're looking good. We're gonna make an appointment soon and take them off. Well, I started to cry. And it was not just one tear coming out of my eye. It was sobbing. I was so embarrassed. I, I don't know what happened. But when I think about that day, I wonder why I reacted the way I did. And I think it was because I had expected something great and I was very disappointed. It's okay to be disappointed because we had planned for something and something fell through and God made us with emotions. So we're gonna cry or we're gonna laugh. There are things that happen that are disappointing, but God has a better plan for us. And so he knew when they would come off and he knows everything that's gonna happen. And if I just need to trust him and rest in him. And so the verses that I thought about were Psalm 46:10. it says, be still and know that I am God. And Romans 8:28 says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his perfect. God is perfect in all of his plans. So whatever happens is exactly the way that he wanted it. I find comfort in that because when things don't go the way that I want them to go or something happens unexpectedly, I can remember that God knew exactly what was going to happen before I was even born, before he created the earth. So that to me brings great comfort. As my daughter shared, 
It is so helpful and comforting to know that God has a plan and His plan is the best. Even when you leave the orthodontist office with your braces still on, we appreciate all of you listening. We regularly pray for the listeners of Whimsy Wins, and this week, we've especially prayed for all of our listeners in Texas. We hope you're doing well, and we pray the Lord is keeping you safe. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.